0: The following podcast is a Dear
1: Media production.
0: Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie, and I'm your host, I am just hopping on here really quick to do a little intro before we get into today's episode because I am not solo this week. Every now and then there's just somebody too good that I can't keep them to myself and I have to have them on the podcast. And that person this week is Ash Adams. And if you know Ash, you already love her. If you don't know her, be prepared to fall in love with her because there's nobody on the planet like Ash. And I mean that in the best way possible. I met her like a year ago and she's a palm reader, so she read my palm and then about 30 seconds into talking to her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep you forever. So she's, she's helped me so much kind of explore spirituality. And we talk about it a lot in this episode. But the thing I love about Ash is that she doesn't approach spirituality in the way that makes it seem like it's magic or it's like some cure-all. She just, she approaches it in such a like normal, cool way. Like <laughs> I don't even know how else to describe it, but I just, I love the way she talks about things and it's helped me like stay open to all of these different avenues of spirituality. I just, I love nothing more than sitting down and talking to Ash. And I think you guys will be able to tell because this episode is extremely long and it's because I cannot get enough of her. So I linked her Instagram and her palm reading Instagram in the show notes. And please enjoy my interview with Ash. (laughs) <laughs> heavily hi. panting i, I just plugged two things in and now i'm winded for the rest of the day hi i didn't do i was gonna do an intro after because i think that, i think that that messes me up sometimes when i when i do interviews that i think i need to start the episode right now yes and then i'm like i can just introduce the guest oh i'm so glad you're doing after. that so
1: well also like i i the first time we recorded i was like what? when do i say hello yes like yeah I, i'm here now yeah.
0: hello <laughs> i'm right here so we're here on round two. This is round two. Better than ever. Better than ever. I actually nothing brings me more joy than recording with somebody that I know that if I want to re-record, I can say something. Oh yeah. Because what is worse than when you record an episode and you're like, I don't even think this one worked, but I have to do it. Oh I have yeah. To cut it out.
1: No, I walked away and I was like, that was terrible. If she doesn't want to release that, Our, that's fine. I've gotten exponentially better as like a person, me conversationalist too. in the last. Me week, too. So me this too. This is really working. It, yes, exactly.
0: And also. I just needed. I felt like I could have done two hours. Oh, yeah. And because we were interrupted, we got about 40 minutes last
1: time. Really? Yeah. OK, so not enough time. Yeah, you. I went into a like a wormhole of time. I could. I didn't know how long we were recording. Yes. So, OK, so I am here. With, so you're singing my praises off air where I can't hear. Yes. Where okay, I can't cool. tell
0: where I can't introduce people. And I'll be like, this is my friend who I feel bad for. So I had her on. the. <laughs>
1: Like, I've had everyone else in our friend group on. I'm
0: totally joking.
1: No, I actually,
0: so I said this to you like a couple months ago that I was like, you can come on my podcast, but you have to announce your podcast when you come on because I genuinely, I think that you, I know you have had one before. Yeah. But I just think you're just. Pe- I could do better. People need your
1: voice. Thank you. I people need more of you. I I have like a podcast going in my head with like daily episodes. I will literally mono. <laughs> like I found out that's a symptom of like legitimate psychosis. Is oh, like imagining yourself shoot, being interviewed. Because
0: literally, I just I just recorded a solo episode a couple of days ago where people asked me just like podcasting questions, and they said, "Is it awkward to like sit and talk to yourself?" And I was like. No, I've practiced forever. <laughs> and now you're saying that. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that I Wait, was not well. Hold I
1: on. have a human design thing that I found out about you. Tell me. Okay, so you're what's called a single definition, which means that your energy, I think if there's anyone who knows more about this in the audience, I can be screaming. No, you at know like, everything. I do. Actually, awesome. you're, you're right. You Rescinded. You are God. <laughs> you are like a full, energetic, complete circuit all on your own. Most people are split definition, where they need someone or something else to bounce off of to get that energetic circuit like clicking. Really? You're a single definition, which is rare, and I wonder if that's why you're so good well, at podcasting. You know what? That actually that actually really connects with me because
0: I like my whole life I've been trying. But I promise I'm not going to talk about myself. We are going to talk about Ash. in a minute, No, I want to talk about you. We just want to start off with myself. No, I'm joking. But it, I do connect with that because my whole life I've been trying to figure out if I'm an introvert or an extrovert, because obviously on the surface, I really love people. I feel Mm -hmm. very energized by being around people. I actually find it like kind of spiritual to like Mm -hmm. connect with people one-on-one. But if I'm doing something, like if I'm doing an activity, I want to do it by myself. Mm -hmm. So like if I am shopping, I want to do it by myself. If I'm like doing a task, I don't want to do it with people. Like even like something like working out, like I don't want to do that with people. But if it's sitting down and talking to somebody, yes, that energizes me. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. So
1: would your dream vacation be completely alone or with a group of friends or one other person? My like ideal vacation would be like if I were to go with
0: a group of girls, like if I were to go with our group of friends, I would say my dream would be to do everything solo during the day and then meet for dinner later and tell each (gasps) other about our whole day.
1: Oh, I just got chills. That sounds beautiful. My whole day will be me crying because I'm (laughs) so terrified of being alone. So terrified
0: of being alone. Yeah, like that, like that feels enjoyable to me. So like when I was in New York by myself a couple weeks ago, I was like, I like this. I like doing this alone, but I like meeting people. You were in
1: Europe alone, New New York. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Being in another country alone. I got an email the other day and they were like, we would love to host you in Costa Rica for five, like a PR (gasps) thing. And I was like, you're sex trafficking me. I don't care if this is real. I'm not taking any chances. This is worth like $5,000 and I'm deleting the email. Yeah. I would maybe consider it. I would maybe. <laughs> I mean, sex trafficked, but you're in Costa Rica. Yeah,
0: like, I'm always, I made a TikTok about this, like, I'm always kind of like a, like a maybe when I get, like, spam links, I'm like,
1: <laughs> maybe this one is real, like, Wait, maybe. Have you seen the spam ones that are, like, a naked girl being, like, miss you, and it's, like, a little risque, like, them holding their boobies or something? Yes, and sometimes I'm like, "Mm, does she? I know. Does she miss (laughs) me? (laughs) Like, do do we know each other? Those have only ever gone to, like, my (laughs) husband's phone, and I'm like, what if I was stupid and I thought you were cheating on me? Like, oh, I have a story that I just remembered. Wait, I have to remember if I'm going to be exposing anyone. I'm gonna have to fudge some details on this. Okay, that's but okay. okay that's so okay. I'm a palm reader, which yes. I'm sure you've already just talked about ad nauseum in the intro.
0: Yes, but also we're gonna we're gonna really get down and dirty into spirituality. Okay, today.
1: perfect. Yes, there was a girl that I know who's mm-hmm. been. She's a woman, not even a girl. She's a woman. Okay. She got a tarot reading because I know just a bunch of different readers. She got a tarot reading, and the tarot reader. I would never say something like this because I don't believe in being so specific. You just kind of are supposed to read energy and like let them apply it to the situation at hand. Right. This tarot reader reads this girl's cards and she goes, your husband's cheating on you and he has been for nine years. And with absolutely no other proof, this woman tells her entire family that her husband's been cheating on her and is in the process of divorcing him with no other proof. Period. The end. Just the tarot reader saying Did she confront him. Yes. And he denied it. And there's no proof. What would you do? Okay, what would you do in that situation? If I read your palm and I was like, Matty boy has been.
0: Has been cheating. He
1: has been cheating. I I mean, realistically, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything. Okay, I would say, (laughs) okay, I would I
0: would go to Matt and I would say, dude, Ash read my palm and she said that you've been cheating on me. And he would probably be like, that's weird. And then we'd (laughs) move on. (laughs) Called me up. He's like, yeah, no, I that is the hard thing with spirituality, though. When you're kind of, when you are not in a structured system, like a, mm-hmm. like a religion or a church <gasps> that you're kind of, you kind of got to pick and choose what's connecting with you. You Dude, know what I
1: mean? The days of having to have literally not two brain cells rubbed together to know what I was supposed to do. Yeah. What bliss, no thought, like head empty, just being told what to do is yes. literally my ideal way to live. Okay. Let's
0: do, let's go back to that. Okay. Let's go back to this phase of your life okay, okay. where you knew everything <gasps> and you never, so how old were you? Okay. What, what, was, what was 15, 16, 17-year-old Ash like?
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I grew up huge, huge family. Very, like, there are Mormons. We're, we're talking about Mormons, yes. here. There are Mormons, and there are Mormons. Yes. Like, capital, you know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes. My family was capital all the way. Like, they did everything by the book. We never missed a scripture study every single night. We never missed family home evening. They never, like, my parents have never had a sip of coffee, never had a sip of alcohol. Like, yeah. Anyway, they did everything by the book. And I, so I learned if you're, if anyone's familiar with gene keys, I cannot wait to read yours. Yes. Tell me about it. I have one of my main gene keys is that I have the gift of, Purity, but it comes with the shadow of vanity, which means that there's mm. something in me where I really want to align myself with what's pure and what's real. But when I when my ego's wrapped up in it, and when I'm not aligned, it just it's vanity. Like mm. it is, it doesn't come across as vanity. Like it is just straight up vanity. Mm. So I've always struggled like with vanity. Is like pure ego. It's like exactly. pure like dark side of your ego. Exactly. You, what'd you say? Oh, absolutely. And if if you're aligned, it's like I really did just want to do the right thing. And it, it comes from a very, very clean, pure place. But also when it's wrapped up in my ego, I'm a very, very vain person who wants to be better than other people who wants to be prettier, smarter, more spiritual, have all the answers. And so that was like, when I look back at my childhood, I took what my parents were doing and I took it even further. So there was a few a few years in my teenage years where I only wore skirts because I felt like pants were immodest. I read my scriptures for hours every single night. My mm-hmm. sister listened to like rock music one time and I cried and like told my mom about yeah. it. And I would like, anyway, I could go on and on and on. I didn't want to have my first kiss until my wedding.
0: Just so very what,
1: puritanical. Very, very puritanical. Like I was deciding myself to be Amish essentially. Yeah. So what happened was in everything, looking back, like there were so many gifts and like this really terrible time. I... Was like 15 years old, and this older guy kind of set his sights on me. Oh, the other thing was like, I was very focused. I was reading like relationship books, like really old ones about like being a feminine woman, which basically mm-hmm. means pretending to be stupid like and the like proper
0: care and feeding of husbands and stuff like that. Yes, this. it's fascinating yeah.
1: womanhood for anyone who <laughs> <laughs> wants to go read up on that nonsense. Yeah. So, anyway, this older guy kind of set his sights on me, and I was doing everything I had been taught to be doing, which was like being submissive, being dumb. And he, really used our shared religion against me. Like Mm -hmm. one time I had Tumblr at the time and he he like took my phone and locked himself in his car and I was like outside of his car for like an hour while he went through all of my like, everything I had ever liked on Tumblr, all my my screenshots.
0: Wait, what was your Tumblr site name?
1: Oh, I had so many. It was like cinematic taxi cab or something (gasps) like that. Like it was, Tumblr was like my gateway drug. I had one, I had, I only had one Tumblr, but I
0: I named it cool kids never die. (laughs) (laughs) And I still, I still have it. Sometimes I still go scroll through it. And like, it's, it's literally, it's, I still love Tumblr. I, Tumblr should have never died when they got rid of the porn. Not
1: that I was, not that I was indulging in that.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay. So this guy, so this older guy. So
1: this older guy sets aside on me and he used our religion against me very, very, very much. Mm. And it really just, it traumatized me to my core because everything, like I was so sensitive and so sheltered that even like the littlest things like him making me make out with him or like touching me like not these very yeah. serious things like it could have been more serious but it was so traumatizing to me. Well yeah, and it's like it, it, you got to look at it in relation to where you were in your life. So yes.
0: so making out and like <gasps> mild touching is traumatic at that yes. point. It's not like you were 30 and had had sex with yes. people and all those things. So It is really traumatic, even if now it's like, oh, that was really mild. I I have that same thing where I'm like, well, it wasn't really that big of a
1: deal. And I'm like, well, to me now it's not that big of a deal. But when I was 15, that was a huge deal. I wish I could have had this conversation with you like 10 years ago because I really needed it because I was like, why do I feel so traumatized? Like I felt the need to exaggerate what had happened to like get people to understand how terrifying it was. Okay. Anyway, yeah. moving forward, yes. he used our religion against us. Then he went on like a Mormon mission and was like, everyone thought he was like this very spiritual, great guy. And so at that point in time, I just was at my lowest, lowest, lowest. And I decided that I would never again look at the qualifications somebody had because he checked all the boxes that right. you were supposed to be to be a good person, but he was the worst person I'd ever met. hmm And so I really decided that I was going to start looking to the heart of people. And then I immediately met my husband and he's literally the best person on planet earth. And I was like, you're just a good person because like, who's telling you to be a good person? What do you mean? Like he wasn't in the church, but he still didn't, he's a significantly better person than I am or ever was. (laughs) And I was like, who's telling you to what to do? And he just was like, I just listened to myself and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like, who, how do you know? (laughs) Who's (laughs) telling you? (laughs) Exactly. So anyway, that was kind of like the slow burn. Like I fell in love with him and he just, we really worked together to heal all the stuff that I had been through. Mm -hmm. And it was just kind of like a slow burn from there. But I never, I ended up just kind of getting distance from the religion I had been raised in when I was like 19 years old and I, was reading a self-help book that was like, you got to meditate. And I was like, cool, I'll meditate for like purely self-help reasons. Uh-huh. It was the first time in my life I'd ever sat down. This is so weird to be talking about on your podcast. Do you think- Why? You sh- okay, I don't know. Why? This I don't know. This is exactly what I want to be talking about. <laughs> cool. No, please I, keep going. I sat down and I meditated and it was like for the, I had, and I was such a prayer. I still am a prayer. I mm-hmm. love the act of prayer. Me too, me too. But I had never felt closer to God through prayer. It was just something I was doing as an act of faith. And I sat down and I really entered a meditative state for the first time, probably like the second or third time I had meditated. And like, I don't even have words for like the second the fog cleared of just like all the thoughts in my head. It was like, God was just there, like always forever. I could suddenly see like, it was like there was had been music playing in the background, but I couldn't hear it the whole time. And then suddenly when I realized that the music had always been there, I could look back and see it everywhere. And like I had been hearing it the whole time. Yeah. So it was like, I just like immediately was like, oh, I am so one with God. Like this is, I just have never left. Like I'm right here in God's Mm -hmm, heart always. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And from there it was like, the only way I can explain it is just like, I never felt like the religion I had been raised in wasn't true. I just found something so much truer to myself, which was just without the middlemen, without the rules, without the fear, without the guilt, without other people's opinions, without all of this stuff. It was just so simple. And I was able to find answers and guidance so simply and clearly just by like getting quiet and going within and just recognizing that there is nothing between me and God ever, unless I put it there. And there are still times I put it there where I'm like, yeah, I'm not meditating enough. Like I can't be close to God. And then you wipe that away and you're like literally right there. I don't like... God yeah. is pregnant with me. Like I am in there like, hi,
0: <laughs> I am in God's womb. I am in at God's all moments, moments, Literally.
1: No, it's well.
0: And I think what's, what's like profound about that. And what I hope all everybody knows is that like this type of spirituality, which I guess is like, I guess kind of new agey and kind of like, yeah. Like, I mean, I always am like, I like a dash of like woo woo or whatever. Oh yeah. But these things can exist simultaneously. Like you can, you can have your own spiritual practices that, Aren't taught in a structured religion and also belong to a structured religion. Yes, if that's what makes you happy. Of course, you can do one or the other. Whatever, whatever makes you happy. Like I, I, I still pray like exactly how I've prayed my entire life. Yes, even though I have beliefs that have changed, I still say the same words, the mm-hmm. same because it just snaps me into like a place of peace. Uh huh. Because it was always how I felt peace growing up. Uh huh. And so now when I do it, I'm like, oh, that feels good to me. I'm gonna like hold on to that. Oh yeah. And then sometimes I, I do other things like. Like meditation, I'm I'm like maybe I just am bad at it or maybe it's just not for me. I meditate in other ways. Mm-hmm. I meditate uh, like not by sitting here. You, just what's the most meditative thing for you? <sighs> well, actually, I I had the weirdest moment. This was probably six months ago. We were on a plane, and I've been trying to work through. It. Like, I I have a fear of flying, and not in like a funny fun way. Like Ooh. it actually is like <laughs> horrific, and like it has interrupted my life so many times. Like I have literally been on flights. I've I've probably said this before. Where like. I have said to Matt, like, please go tell the pilot to land like and not like not be like not thinking that that was ridiculous. Like yeah. thinking like, can you yeah. ask him to land? Yeah,
1: like, that's uh, I'm just, It's
0: just like getting off a bus. Yeah. And so we were on this flight and it was it was like one of one of the worst, like most turbulent flights I've ever been on. And I'm like, I, I'm like internally freaking out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like I, I need to figure out how to let go. Because this is not in my, I, it's literally out of my control. It's something that I actually have no control over. It's not like, you know, people are like, you have no control over other people. I'm always like, but do I? Like, can I? Yeah, like, mm, but when, I, when I when I was in the air, I was like, this is a situation where I have to learn how to let go. So I like, I I just closed my eyes and I I probably started praying, but then I just started like repeating like, like this is not in my control mm-hmm. and this is okay and mm-hmm. that's okay that it's not and I'm safe and if I'm not safe, then that's also not in my control. And it was probably the first time I would ever say that I ever like entered a meditative Ooh. trance and maybe not even since then. And so sitting there kind of like in my brain, it, it sometimes works for me, but like, I feel very like in tune with myself when I'm, I, I don't, I know it sounds weird, but like when I'm like doing things with my body, like when I'm in, mm-hmm. a, in the bath or when I'm washing my face or when I'm like, it's not weird when at I'm, all, like putting lotion on, like when I'm like feeling myself. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. Oh, are you, but- you're preaching to the choir. No, dude. Okay. Okay. Cause that, that is like where I'm like, cause Matt's always like, what do you, what do you do in your bathroom? And I'm like, I just like connect with myself. I don't know how to explain it, but like, like getting in the shower and like taking time with, I'm like, that is
1: meditative to me. Do I don't you, know. Do you feel like your soul feels good in your body? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think I've asked that question to so many people. I think you're the first person who's ever said yes, really. But if like, I just feel like, Yeah, I think I think some people either have that or they don't where they feel very uncomfortable in their body and like it's an like it's an offense to their soul or whatever. And then some people are like, no, I love it here. I do. I really connect with my outward appearance.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Like like I don't. I don't know. Not, and not because I'm like obsessed with every aspect of it. I just feel like this is what I yeah. feel like inside.
1: Yeah. I don't know if no, that makes I sense. Get, <laughs> no, I get that. I'm like, everybody <laughs>
0: listening is like, you guys took LSD.
1: We did, but that's <laughs> enough. We would to
0: the same I did read How to Change Your Mind. on the. I listened to How to Change Your Mind. Is it on the good?
1: I mean, I'm, it's like a 12 hour book. I'm I've, like an hour in. I had a, a phase where I was so obsessed with the idea of doing <clears throat> plant medicine, mm-hmm, as people mm-hmm, call it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the entire world. Yes. Spoiler alert. I did one teeny tiny little bit. It just feels like you had a really good day. Yeah. I really <laughs> thought it was going to like change the world. And I it know.
0: probably would if you did. I'm always looking for like a cure all because. Oh, like, yeah. Because just f- going off of what I just said that I connect with my outward appearance, I still have all the same like body stuff. You yes. know, I still have days where I'm like, oh, I'm fat. I'm gross. I'm hungry. And I always am like, what can heal every part of my life? Yeah, what, immediately. What magical drug can I do that will heal every bad thing that I've ever thought? And I'm like, Turns out that doesn't exist.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. I really <laughs> thought I really thought it was planned. Do you not. So do you feel like your soul belongs in your body? Oh, just my legs feel so good twenty four seven. Like my soul is super happy to have legs. Yeah, it's made me worried. <laughs> it's made me worried. <laughs> like right now, my legs feel so good, and when I tune into it, I'm like, like my legs and my arms. That was what got me into palm reading. Was I loved touching people and like yeah. feeling the energy in their body yes and so I kind of just this sounds so creepy I learned palm reading as a excuse to like touch people, touch people. <laughs> I mean that sounds people certain. are gonna like file a I know. sexual assault <laughs> I, no mind. I mean I but like when I do a reading in real life usually I like actually get to like touch their lines and yeah. stuff and yeah. it's I mean it's just touching your hands like and everybody can sense to it I'm not like assaulting people no. with my palm readings <laughs> no you and and oh it wasn't gonna say about arms and
0: legs oh it just reminded me That I literally, have you seen soul yet? Oh, my Bible, the new living scriptures video. It's literally, no, but I like that. It is kind of bizarre how much I'm like, that's what I believe. Yes. So like when you say like, yeah, my I'm so happy to have arms and legs. I'm like, yeah, because we've been little blue beans for so long. Yes. So like when our arms stretched out and we became full sentient beings. Yes. They're all like, oh my gosh, we
1: can run so fast. We can do so many things. Oh, is there <laughs> anything so- better than just like looking in the mirror and like realizing how beautiful you are? And you're like, you are such a work of art. Well, and like
0: I, I have just in the last few years, I have become just obsessed with like I mean, honestly, like women <laughs> like oh. because I have such good female friendships right now and I feel like I've been able to meet so many cool women and I'm just like obsessed with like like feminine energy uh-huh. and like female, but like in a not in a completely non-sexual way, but like female sure. body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Female bodies, like just like being so powerful and amazing yes. So I've been trying to I feel like I've been able to look at myself like that more when I've met women who I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing and beautiful. And you have, you know, you
1: bore children and yes. you do all these
0: things. And I'm like, wait, I am the same way. I oh, can do that, too.
1: I I recently so I've you've you've seen because I post about it on like my private story and stuff uh-huh. where I'm like, I, it used to bug me so bad when like people in the new age spiritual movement would be like, I'm on my moon. And like women are, are cycle beings or whatever. Yeah, and I yeah, would yeah. be like, just call it a period. Like I was so annoyed with it. And then I had a total change of heart because I was listening to not listening to a podcast. I saw a TikTok and then I listened to the podcast. So uh-huh. I was like, there's no way that's real. But a lot of Christianity believes that childbirth is so painful because Eve we're were cursed because of Eve because uh-huh. she messed up. Right. And then I was, this TikTok was like, actually that part of the scripture refers to the fact that not just having children is painful, but like conceiving children is supposed to be painful in the sense that like, it's, you're supposed to get cheated on. Like, this is your curse. Like you're supposed to get cheated on. You're supposed to have a terrible baby daddy. You're, it's supposed to be painful. Sex isn't supposed to be enjoyable. And this TikTok had thousands of comments of people being like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And <gasps> I was like, we really do need like the pendulum to swing the other way and to champion every single thing about women that is... So so women were saying like, yeah, this makes sense. I should have a horrible baby daddy. Yes. (gasps) I mean, it was way worse than that. I won't even like, it was traumatizing streets. I won't even like repeat it. And I went and listened. It was like the biggest Bible podcast there is. And it was like, it was these like an guys, evangelical, or yeah, something, talking about like these two guys talking about it with their like smart voices on. They're like, and you see, like this is what it means. And the other guy was like, "You're so right." And it was so just, it just validating. The, uh, it really opened my eyes that like you know what, if we want to romanticize our periods and free bleed and like go have your period into a hole in the dirt and like bury like plant a tree where yes. the blood was like, you go right ahead because yes. we, everything that makes women different has been seen as a weakness and a curse for such a long time that mm-hmm. it's like, let's let the pendulum swing the other way and we'll find a happy medium later. Yes. Because right now we need to like unhate ourselves. Girl power, yes. girl power, girl bossing is what girl I'm saying. Power
0: pussy slay queen <laughs> is exactly what you're saying. There's no other way to put it. That's what needs to happen. But I totally, it's like the deep, There's kind of a deep self-hatred when you're a woman that you kind of like you kind of accept. And like this is this has been a whole thing for me lately. And you know that I did that anonymous (laughs) AMA. last. What did people ask (laughs) you? Gosh, It was so bad. It was not a good day for me to do it either because I was having a self-loathing moment. I was like, I I have to get like this deep approval of myself. Mm -hmm. Like I need to approve of, of who I am and the way i do things and like i have to move forward i can't i i have to move forward independently of like of people's approval sorry i'm saying approval a million times but then then i did that M-F-ing. Oh no, AMA. You're
1: like, I need to just approve of I literally and not care what people think goes to level no, 10. literally. The final boss. And I
0: had just recorded an episode where people, yeah, people are asking these podcast questions and they said, what do you think about negative reviews? And I literally was like reading negative reviews on the podcast. And I was like, this is fine. I feel fine about these. Like Ooh. these are not even like, they're not even cutting deep. Like I can read negative podcast reviews and just brush them off now. Mm-hmm. But those anonymous asked me the anything. The anon- anonymity. They were brutal. Wait, give me an example. I need to know, like, cause I. The worst one. I'll yeah. tell you the worst one. Okay. The worst one said, I know you in real life and I know that people really like you, but I'm still trying to figure out why.
1: Oh, <gasps> That's the meanest. That is so no, much meaner than that? just being like, I hate you. <laughs> no. That is significant. So then I'm like,
0: you can't even see the appeal. No. And then I'm like, this is somebody who knows me in real life.
1: I like, They're lying. Is they're this lying. Like, well,
0: and I'm like. And and Matt and I talked about it afterwards. And he's like, it's probably somebody who knew you in high school. It's probably somebody who or like who met you once through like your ex-boyfriend's girlfriend yeah. or you know, whatever. Like it's they have not, a reason. To- it's not like one of my sisters in law or like one of you guys. <laughs> like, I know that I know that. And then there were a lot of, you say you're a safe space, but you openly bash people who disagree with you, which I'm like, yeah, I could do better at that. I'm I like, mean, I'm who, like, who doesn't know? And then people were like, yeah, somebody said your merch is ugly. Somebody said you seem like a pick me girl. Somebody said like all of these things. And then 99% of them are wonderful. Yeah. But I am I was just at this point where I was like working through this like, like self, oh, I, I hate to say self love because I think it's like, you know, yeah, repeated about a too much. it's lost its meaning it's lost its meaning but I was self-acceptance I yeah. was getting to this place of self-acceptance and
1: the hammer came down oh on the- <laughs> wait Don't I know I know why people like you so much though I know exactly well, why when you enter a room or a conversation it's like you're just picking you're just like picking it up there, you've well, never entered nice. a situation where you weren't just like immediately adding adding to it Do you know what well, I mean that's
0: that's very nice and I'm trying to I, I need to hold on to those. Like, it's just the weirdest thing trying to sift through like, okay, is this person really? Cause sometimes I get feedback. That's like, Hey, you know, I, I had somebody say, give me some really like helpful feedback one time. It was I mean, it, it, it happens all the time. People will say, hey, when you mention this, could you add a trigger warning or when you do mm. that? Like things like that, that I'm like, love to.
1: I would love to. Add yeah. That when to the you podcast. say people with peanut allergies shouldn't fly. Yeah. that stand by. <laughs> no.
0: But then I'm realizing that there are people and, and tell me if you feel this way, like because you do so many of these like what like you I feel like you interact with your like Instagram followers a lot, mm-hmm. like more than like more than average.
1: I try. That's what I'm there for. Yeah. I want to know everyone's you want, secrets. Yes,
0: exactly. And I'm realizing that there are people and mm. I'm like deciding if this is going to sound weird as I say it, but there are people who are triggered by me yes, and not because of me and not because of who I am, but because of whatever they're dealing with, I represent something that's triggering to them, whether that's church stuff, whether that's, you know, I, I've had people say that it's because I don't have kids yet and I'm in my late twenties and they have three kids at 22, mm-hmm. you know, like, whatever, whatever it is, my, my life decisions don't mirror theirs and it triggers them. And I have had that before too, where I see women who make different life decisions and it triggers me because I'm like, Mm -hmm. they're more successful or they're doing this. Anyway, all of this to say, I think we're genetically programmed to hate ourselves a little bit. Oh yeah. It's like time.
1: Yeah. It's It's like a survival mechanism and we've outgrown it because survival, it's just easier to survive now. Yeah. I was going to say you, you said, Uh, a couple weeks ago on the podcast, you said that you're just, and you said this in real life too, Uh that you're giving up being ambitious. Yes. I knew people like that long before I gave up my ambition. And it was so triggering for me Mm -hmm. because you just tie yourself worth to like, that's what people say, like, what do you want in a girl? And it's like, I want an ambitious driven woman. And then it's like, I'm here to vibe. Like, what do I want to spend? As Ash says, I could survive on vibes alone. Yes. Like (laughs) at the end of my life, I always look at celebrities who have the body, the money, the fame, Mm -hmm. the acclaim, the experiences. And it's like, that I want to behave like that person. Like they are just here to vibe now or they're like lost in a cycle mm-hmm. of like self-sabotage and drugs and stuff like that. And the clients that I have done readings on, because I've done a few like high, like very rich or very high profile or very successful people. And I fit into all three of those, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, You're the reason. most famous person I've ever been around. But they all, there's two categories of people. They are either the most unhurried, the most present. They're there to ask you questions. They want to get to know you. They are so relaxed. They've got nothing on their calendar cuz they recognize that like that game of trying to achieve and find something from like outer acclaim or success or something yeah. is just a lie or they are so unbelievably miserable. Yeah. So unbelievably miserable yeah. and so very, very normal. Like it's there. They have all the same stress. They have millions of dollars. And they're the first thing they ask is, am I going to make money? And I'm like, you've made money there. I'm sitting in your six million dollar house right now. Like you've what are you talking about? Like, imagine having so much money and your number one question is, am I going to make money? You have yeah. to learn how to like be present with what's going on right now. Yes. And that's that's why I like clicked into this, like not being ambitious anymore, because I was
0: like, to me, it's like, and I, maybe we said this on our last, when we were talking them, but it's like, to me, it's like ultimate abundance oh. to, to to give up ambition, Yes, you know, because I'm like, I am so sick of sitting, you know, finishing recording and then sitting there being like, I need to do more. I need to, I need to make sure I'm, I'm pushing harder and I'm doing this and I'm, I'm, I need to have this person on and I need to like all of these things. And I'm like, That's just me saying that my podcast is not enough. Mm -hmm. That's me like literally outwardly expressing that the hard work I've put in and what I've built and where it's at right now is not good enough for me. Mm -hmm. And it is good enough for me. It's Mm -hmm. actually beyond what I could have ever imagined it to Mm -hmm. be. And I'm just going to vibe with that. Yes. I'm just going to be like, wow, I built this. And when, when the next step comes, I'll feel it. But for right now. I'm trying to chill. Yeah. Because when
1: else would you get to enjoy that you have a great podcast? Yeah. I'm like, this could all crash and burn in like two weeks. Exactly. Who knows? That's okay. The crazy thing about having a baby is just like, I feel like there was like three years where I just was like, the passage of time meant nothing. And I, I like, it was just like, I was living in a void. I had so much free time. And now that I have a baby, like every freaking second is so precious because Even like, obviously my greatest, fondest hope is that my child grows up to be a healthy, happy adult. But it's like, when I was pregnant with her, one of my really good friends lost her 18 year old son, her only child. And she's an incredible mom. And she never raised him to be like, when you're an adult, like his childhood was not preparing for adulthood. His childhood was his childhood. His teenagers were his teenagers. He was like the most vibrant, full, bright person. And she lost him at 18. And I was like, imagine if she had thought that those 18 years were a buildup to something and not the event itself. So I'm gonna cry. But anyway, having a baby has just made me realize like this baby will someday not be here. Whether something, you know, because I have anxiety as we all do, whether, you know, something terrible happens, but just she's gonna grow up. Like this baby is not forever. Like she's a baby for a year and it's half over. And I feel like I just gave birth. Like, there's nothing is happening except for right now, and yes. if you can't be in the right now, like life is just completely meaningless. Yes
0: this episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Pear. Your style is constantly evolving. If you're anything like me, maybe you don't even really have a style. Maybe you're just always changing, or maybe. You're also in a reinvention era. It's time for that. You know, late 20s, we got to revamp everything. And it's time your glasses start keeping up. With pair eyewear, changing your frames is easier than ever. You can just snap on a new design to transform your look whenever the mood strikes. One pair, endless possibilities. Because who says glasses have to be boring? Not me. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Maddie, you don't even wear glasses, nor do you have contacts you have perfect eyesight, 2020, absolutely flawless. Well, guess what? They don't just have prescription glasses. They also have blue light glasses, sunglasses. They've got readers, light responsive lenses, and more. I picked out the Kirby and the Wanda and also the Twain, and I got all of those in sunglass form, and they're my new summer staple. Life is short, you know, so why not change things up? With Pear, you get a great pair of glasses at a great price. They make glasses fun because swapping out frames is a snap, literally, thanks to the magnetic tops. Just choose a new top, remove the old one, and snap the new design into place. Easy as that. Also, Pear knows that vision is essential. Today, over 200 million children worldwide who need glasses can't get them. And beyond helping you craft a style that's yours, Pear wants to do some good. So for every pair you buy, Pair provides glasses to a child in need. So get glasses as ever-changing as you are with Pair. Go to peareyewear.com slash bad for 15% off of your first purchase. That's 15% off at p-a-i-r slash bad. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by ShipStation. All right, riddle me this. Have you guys ever done anything the hard way just for absolutely no reason? Like, have you ever tried opening a package like with your hands or your keys or something when you have a pair of scissors literally right next to you? Yeah, I do that all the time and it makes me angry every single time. Sometimes you can get by by doing things the hard way without realizing it. But when you run a business, doing things the hard way means you're holding yourself and your business back. ShipStation gives e-commerce sellers an easier way to manage shipping so you can take all the energy that goes into managing orders, choosing carriers, printing labels, and use it to grow your business. No wonder ShipStation is already trusted by over 100,000 sellers. ShipStation will make you wonder why you ever did shipping the hard way. I wish you guys could have seen me early on in my e-commerce days trying to figure out how to ship things to people Little did I know ShipStation was literally going to do every single thing for me. It works with all of your storefronts Amazon, eBay, Etsy, and more. And it lets you automate processes like fulfillment and tracking so you can save time managing orders while keeping customers happy. You also get deeply discounted shipping rates normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies. I'm not running a Fortune 500 company. Are you? If you are, I'm impressed. But if you're not, I would still like you. To get the same rates that they're getting. You can also easily compare carriers, rates, and delivery times, so it's easy to choose the best option for every shipping scenario. ShipStation isn't magic, but it will make your shipping stress disappear. Sign up using promo code BAD for a free 60-day trial today at ShipStation.com and start breathing easier with every shipment. That's two whole months of stress-free shipping and it's free to try. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in BAD. ShipStation, make ship happen.
1: Hi guys, I'm Haley Hubbard, mom and wife to a country music star. And I'm Jess Diamond, registered dietitian, parent educator, and mom. And this is the Meaningful Living Podcast. Here to make parenthood and life a little easier and a lot less lonely. We bring on all our favorite experts and friends and answer all your questions. And ours. To break it all down into the simple and reliable tools, tricks, and answers. We get into the real side of it. Parenthood, relationships, you name it. So join us every Monday at Meaningful Living. That's meaningful with two L's for conversations that will leave you feeling way more confident. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours.
0: And that, that has been like, like, as we've explored spirituality and beliefs and like stepping away from organized religion and things like that, like I, we went camping the other night and we just started talking about this. And I was like, I, I I am just, I don't even know how to phrase this, but like I used to spend so much of my time worried about what happens after we die. What happens if somebody dies early? What happens to, you know, what happens if this happens, what happened before, what happens you know, in a hundred millennia, what have Mm -hmm. all of these things. And I'm like, I literally, I cannot do anything except be aware of, of what is happening right now. Mm -hmm. That is all I can do. Mm -hmm. I cannot worry about that. And like, I, I just, part of me just doesn't worry about any, about it anymore because I'm like, this is what I'm conscious of. Real life is happening right here. Right Mm -hmm. now. This is all I can do. Mm -hmm. I can't do, I can't change what's going to happen in five minutes, in five years. Like, what, what am I going to do? Just spend my time worrying about it, which a lot of time I do just spend my time worrying about it. Yeah. But then when you can kind of click into that, like, no, this is like literally the only like, and I hate, I hate to sound like a Pinterest, <laughs> like a Pinterest quote by Oprah. All we
1: have is now. But like,
0: literally, like, I'm <laughs> like, what am what else are we supposed to do? Well, I. What else is there to do? We're in a prison of presence. I. Whoa. Well, okay. Gandhi. <laughs> I, I am going to write. I am yeah, that's, that's, that's
1: going to go on people's Instagram. That's stories. the title of my memoir. A prison of presence. But like that really is all we can do. Well, I thought the other day. OK, so one aspect of my parents, like they were so dedicated to the Mormon church, but they were very much like the apocalypse is happening tomorrow. Yeah, you kind you kind of were raised like a little bit doomsday. Do- oh, very doomsday. <laughs> yeah. Very, very. Which doomsday. I do want to reiterate is not typically mainstream Mormonism. No, it's really, really not. Like I didn't know anyone. Like we would read books about it like at night. Like, yeah, it was intense. But I had the realization like, okay, so the world ends in 10 years. Everything goes to hell. Yeah. Am I going to look back and tell my kids about when I lived in a society where my physical safety was like pretty okay. Like I'm, I still have anxieties about it, Mm -hmm. but like I had access to the internet. I had access to amazing food. I had free time. I had the ability to make money and buy food and not like farm and hope that there's not like a late frost or something that strips my ability to survive. Like, am I going to tell them that I spent all of that time thinking about when the world was going to end or am I going to live it up The world ends and we deal with that when we deal with that. Or are we going to (laughs) YOLO right here, right now and worry about that later? Okay, wait. So I've been meaning to ask you, where do you stand with manifestation as like a spiritual principle? I have had nothing but great
0: experiences with manifestation. Okay. Like it's, it's not something that I am consistently doing because I, I just, I don't want to fall. I know that if I let myself go too far, I will become obsessed with it Yeah, and I will become I, I never want the pendulum to swing so far that I go from being highly religious and, and scrupulous and mm-hmm. like really obsessed with like, I need to do things, you know, I used to do a lot of like bargaining, like, oh, if I do this, then I will get this blessing. Or yeah. if I'm super, super nice to my friends, then I will get that. You know, like I used I have to have Ash on the podcast. She'll name her baby will, after yeah. me But like in high school, I used to be like, if I'm really obedient, like, let my brother win his football game. Like those were the things like just obsessive. So I never wanted to swing the other way where I'm like, Oh no, I manifested wrong. And now I'm going to accidentally manifest like something different, you know? So I try to just, when, when like I feel drawn to something or when I'm, I'm wanting something, like I try to consciously, I try to consciously manifest when, when I can. And yeah, I, I totally believe in like creating your reality Mm -hmm. and that this, this is all kind of, Matt and I always say, this is just like the video game that we're in. And we just, I love you know, that. like yes. we can create however we want, but I try not to get too lost in it. I guess oh, yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh
1: yeah. Cause you can lose yourself in it so easy. I was very like, I mean, I've been doing it for like six years, but mm-hmm. there was a point recently when I was like, oh, this is just privilege. Like, and, and it is, you know, the freedom mm. to have your survival insured. I think you have to be out of survival mode to like really have the time or the energy or, you know, the opportunity to feel like new things are possible for you. Yeah. But it was very recently, like this time last year, I was so lonely. I had I had a few friends, but like I didn't feel like I had any people that I knew. It was just like one random friend right, here and right, there. Right. And I just, I would see these groups of friends on on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, I, I want to be like, I was trying to manifest being a part of like those friend groups. And I was setting such strong intentions and just like daydreaming about like having friends and whatever. And obviously I didn't like get like welcomed into any of those friend groups because that would be <laughs> weird. And also like now that I know more about myself, I'm like, I would have hated all those people. Yeah. And they would have hated You're me. You're like, that would have not worked. But it is really crazy because this is the first time that like we were at dinner the other night and I was like, oh, I like all of these people here and yeah. they like me. This is what being like in a group of friends is like, it's not like we're all married to each other, but yeah. it's like, I've never really been at a dinner where everybody like likes each other and we like feel comfortable talking to each other. Like, totally. It's a, in. And that we're was, literally <laughs> just getting together just. Because we like hanging yes, out. Like there's yes. no,
0: I feel like that's a new feeling for me that I'm like, oh, nobody has any intentions here except we just want to eat and hang out. Yes. Like that's all, that's as deep as it goes. Yes.
1: And that really made me be like, oh, you can really like align yourself. Like it's powerful to set an intention. Definitely. Or whatever. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And so do you feel like you manifested our, our friends? Yeah, absolutely. I man- And I also manifested that we'll stay friends forever and ever. So. Well, I manifested the opposite. Well, so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I love So uh, just for anybody who is like, like, cause I, every single spiritual question that I've ever had in the past, like, I mean, when did we meet a long time ago? Yes. Yeah. And I knew immediately, I was like, this is my, my guru. Oh my God. My spiritual guide. (laughs) Like, I know, I know, but like seriously, every spiritual question, do you remember? Like, we weren't even really friends at the, this was like last, like like the beginning of last year. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I shouldn't say we weren't really friends, but we weren't spending as much time together as Mm -hmm. we do now. And I was like, Ash, my arms feel disconnected from my body. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was like starting like my my kind of faith stuff and I was like, I feel something's going on. I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm one with my body. And I was like, I don't know who to go to, but Ash, oh <laughs> so, my gosh. so but you turned me on to Jessa's podcast <gasps> called Awakening OD. and first of all, she's perfect. She's perfect. Oh. and I never at like, I want to classify myself as a skeptic. Yes. But I definitely want to classify myself as like, oh, I'm all in on all spirituality. Yeah. Like I,
1: I need. Some, as I don't think anyone should be. I think you I need, need to some, marry the human and the spirit yes. to function. I need some. Lo- I need some logic. I need some humor. I need some
0: physical, not proof, but like some grounding. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't want to be told like
1: I don't want to be told anything that's too like, like you have to suspend all logic to like even get there. Yes. I don't yeah. want to do Or that. ignore all science. Yes. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I
0: do not want to be a, a science denier. Yeah. <laughs> that is not in my plan. Anyway. So, so you don't think the earth is flat or that, hollow. That, that's, that's the one I do believe. Yes. The hollow earth. Mm-hmm. No, oh. no, I'm joking. But I do. I do always say like, I don't believe in the moon and people like freak out. You at don't me. believe in the moon. I do believe okay. in the moon. I do. And I know that space is real and I know all of that. But I had an email where, because I said something, I was like, Yeah, if space is even real, like if we even went to the moon and I got an email that's like, I see you're having a hard time with science. I'm like, I'm not. I see you're stupid. I'm literally making that up. I know the moon is real, maybe. But anyway, Awakening OD, I just want to turn people onto it because I love the way she talks about it because she's just very like matter of fact. And she's very funny and she's very smart. And I don't know, just the way she was talking about it. I was like, this is the spirituality I like. She's your same human design. A one, three manifesting generator. Really? Uh-huh. That makes so much sense. I know. I, yeah. So ever when you turned me on to that, I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of the brand of manifesting and spirituality that I like that we're, yeah. we're being like funny and normal about it, oh, but yeah. also accepting like, no, spirituality is truth. And we can accept that into our lives. Too. Oh yeah. Do you
1: get know what I mean? Somebody a few weeks ago said, like, I heard that they didn't want me around their kid. Cause I'm like, our intro has gone for 45 oh, minutes. Oh, amazing. <laughs> We can, we can shut is, up. This is exactly what I wanted. I'm Perfect. so happy.
0: That is why last time I was like, I did not get enough
1: ash. Well, the I world didn't. Did not get enough. Ash. I didn't. I didn't know that. I thought I was here to tell you weird. Well, we're gonna do. We're questions. gonna do that. But I. Okay. But keep going. Keep well, somebody. Going. Somebody said that they didn't want me around their kid because I'm a palm reader, and they thought that was weird. And I was like, I get that. Like nothing is more stupid to me than my job. Like I'm, (laughs) this is a meme. This is a meme. I'm having like spiritual experiences every day for the joke. I'm committing to the bit. Yes. So I don't, yeah. I'm, if you can't laugh at what you're doing, you're doing the wrong thing. No. And that is, that is why I feel like we became friends because I'm
0: like, I was, I wanted spirituality in my life, but I didn't want it to feel like some mystical, weird like reality denying practice. I just wanted to embrace it in my life, you know? And I feel like you just, you do a really good job with that. And yeah, palm reading. I mean, it's, it's funny to me when people are like, that's, that's weird. And I'm like, this isn't any weirder than any other religious practice. Like, I mean, and not saying just specifically about Mormonism or Mormonism or anything, all spirituality, all religions are a little weird. Oh, everybody. Like like I have become obsessed with learning about Judaism. You know, that's like, I just, I love the Jewish culture and the Jewish religion so much. And I'm like, and, and even the girl that I follow who like talks, you know, she, she has a whole TikTok dedicated to being an Orthodox Jew. And she's like, it's weird. It's weird. (laughs) We do weird things and they don't make sense to people. But They feel right to us. So we're just going to keep doing them. And I'm like, yes, yeah, that is what it is. So when people kind of turn their noses up at like at new age spirituality, I'm like, but you also have weird spirituality. Everything is weird
1: when you zoom out. Everything is weird. Yes, everything. Also, anyone listening, feel free to make me the next Teal Swan because I really want a Hulu documentary.
0: Oh, yeah, you could be a Teal Swan. See, see the Teal Swan of it all just gets gets my gets under my skin. I mean, for so many reasons, but like I hate that scene I didn't know she lives here, by the way. Did you know that? I
1: love it. Of yeah. course she lives. In, of course she lives in Utah. I know, she lives in like Ogden. There's something in the water here.
0: <laughs> but when she's like, this is the most dangerous thing I will ever do that you will ever be a part of. I cannot even express to you how dangerous what I'm about to do is like me and Matt were watching it. We were like, okay. Like that is like, it's like the hubris of it. Yeah. All. Like you literally, you're tapping into spirituality, but instead of Instead of helping people, you literally are just telling them that you are their new God. No,
1: I would. That's that's the biggest. If you have a guru of any kind, if there's anyone standing between you and God, they immediately X them out. Yes. They're they're a distraction. And if they're telling you that you need to pay money to reach God. Never, never, never run, run away, run away. No, I like if anybody's ever like, I think I need a reading. I'm like, don't come to me if you need a reading. Come to yeah. me if you want a reading. Yes. I'm not here to solve your well, problems. And, like and, We're here to
0: just ball. And you are not saying I Am unable to read your palm unless you pay me. You're saying, "Hey, I this is my job, and I'm just setting aside time for you. So it's just my time because you're not saying I just need to live. (laughs) Yes, yes, and it's like it's literally just for your time and the training that you've done. Yes, like I don't feel like when because that's the thing is that I know I've been to energy healers and I pay them. Yeah, like because they learned this craft and they spent their time on me. I don't think they're saying your energy is blocked until you paint me. Yes.
1: That is where I'm like, that's not real. I think if I like my true beliefs on spirituality is if you, if you have to be able to look inside you Mm -hmm. for like the truth, if there's ever anything where it's like the earth is hollow and it's like, when my intuition is telling me that the earth is hollow and we need to go dig up the cave people, like that's when I'll give that any kind of thought. I don't, I'm not trying to figure out conspiracies. I'm not trying to figure out like, Anything happening with like the government, it's it, if yeah. it's not happening inside of me, it's not relevant to my spiritual journey. Yeah. When people like, yeah, the teal swan, I, I'm like dying to run into her one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want to read her palm. Oh, I bet you do. Who are you? Wait, I want to know who your dream... Oh my, your dream palm. is. Everyone manifest for me, okay? A collective manifest. I know myself well enough to know that I will not do this forever because I've never done anything forever except for be obsessed with my husband. Yes, and Mars. And Mars. Well, she's five months old. Yeah, we don't really know her personality (laughs) yet. Also, Mars is her child, not the planet. (laughs) The planet Mars.
0: And now a word from our sponsor, better help. There are so many ways to take care of your mind. I've been deep into, you know, healing, healing practices, just getting my mind and my body feeling good. If that's something you haven't thought about much, just think about your car. You would take such good care of your car if you knew that it was the only car you were ever going to have in your life. It's the same way with our brains. We're not getting a new one. I'm pretty sure that's scientifically impossible for where we're at right now. So you want to take care of it as best you can. How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language, taking power naps, but there's also better help online therapy. Therapy. What can I say about therapy that I haven't already said? I think we all need it. I think we should all embrace it. And I myself like to go once, sometimes twice a week. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So if you don't feel like getting on camera you don't want to see anybody, you don't have to. It's also much more affordable than in-person therapy, which I know can hold people back from wanting to do therapy because it can get pricey. So BetterHelp is definitely definitely a better option when it comes to affordability. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours as well, so you don't have to wait long, which is so great when you're needing somebody to talk to as soon as possible. My listeners get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com/bad. That's better h l p.com/bad. This episode of the Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Newly. I want to tell you guys a little story about Newly. So, a few months ago, my best friend Lucy started using Newly and she got all these cute clothes that she was renting. And you know, when your best friend does something and so you're automatically sold on it, Lucy is that friend for me. Like, if she uses it, I immediately have to start using it. And I felt that way about Newly. I was sold on them even before they became a sponsor of the podcast. So I want you guys to know how genuine my recommendation is for them. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $88 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. You can access thousands of styles from more than 300 brands, everything from party dresses to premium denim to one of a kind vintage pieces. Newly stock styles in a range of sizes from petite to plus size up to 5X plus maternity. There's fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. So no laundry for you to worry about. And you also have the option to buy what you love at a discount. I actually cannot get over how easy the process of Newly is because they send it to you in your little like bag box thing. You just take them out, put them in your closet, you keep the box, and then the return label is already in there. So you just put all the clothes back on, or sorry, back into the box, and then you put the label on and you send it on its way, and then you get to pick out your new clothes for your next month. It's incredible. It's perfect for building your summer wardrobe. It has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the new season. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $10 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BAD10. Just go to dot com. that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BAD10 and sign up to get $10 off of your first month. That's dot com. Newly with two U's, with code BAD10. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
1: Is Mars your ruling planet? No, I don't. I have very little Mars in my chart. I just, when I got pregnant with her, I was like, and it's so freaking crazy to look at her gene keys and stuff because it's like, she has very much Mars energy. I have very Mm, little Mars in my chart, but it was like, the second I got pregnant with her, it was like, I could tell she was siphoning out all of my life force energy, yeah, it all went into her, and I knew how she was going to come out. Like she learned how to laugh months ago, and she has laughed maybe six times. <laughs> she's so sparing with it. But I knew before she was born, I was like, she's going to be very serious. She's going to be very private. When a camera comes out, she turns the other way. I'm like, you're five months old. How is this even happening? Like it must be coincidence. I must be like, it must be cognitive bias. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. Anyway, yeah,
0: no, I've noticed that about Mars. She is very, she's, she's, she's a tough crowd. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's, uh, she's making you work for it. She is not about to just hand out a laugh. No. You're no. going to have to bend over backwards. Yes, exactly. Okay, hey, your, my, dream, your dream palms. My dream palms. Okay, I will allow myself to stop reading palms professionally. I'm always going to do it for fun. Yeah. When I have read Kim Kardashian's palm okay. and Harry Styles, just because that's when I know that I will, I don't even really care about either one of those, but it's just like, one I know it will impress people, Yes. And I I live for some for a little <laughs> yes. a sprinkle a little of approval, social,
0: a little social currency, out. yes.
1: And then Kelsey Wells was one that I was like mm-hmm. because she's only she's one of the only celebrities I've ever cared about. Yeah. And then I just feel like once I've read those Kim Kardashian and Harry Styles, I'll know that I've like I could reach anyone that I wanted yes, to it, reach. It's like the ultimate. It's like kind of the pinnacle of celebrity, or the Queen of England before she died. Oh,
0: I, she's probably so rankled. <laughs> she's, I know. She, I don't even know if you could read that part. She is crusty. I've done
1: some readings on older people and they're like, what's in my future? And I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know,
0: It's there's not a
1: lot. Listen, we're going to keep it brief because there's not a lot. I know. For Usually you. I'm just like, just you know, if there's anyone you need to apologize to. So what is it? What do you think?
0: What do you think it is about our palms? Why?
1: Why do our palms have any type of spiritual map at all? So I and I was, put onto this a long time ago, but I really feel like our bodies are trying to communicate with us. And so I just did palm readings for a long, long time for fun as a way to like get to know people before I ever like gave it any credence or put any weight into what I was reading until like college. And then I was at this party and I'd done like 10 and this guy was like super skeptical and I did it and he was like, wait, this is real. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he's like, no, this is real. And I was like, oh, is this real? Like is there something here? So like, wait. (laughs) Yeah. So I I just feel like any I Shout out to that guy for your entire business. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I was was trying to smash a little bit. Yeah.
0: Instead, he built your business. (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
1: Uh, Thanks, buddy. But I feel like anywhere that there are good people searching for truth, they'll find truth. And also, as far as organizations are are concerned, anywhere that there there are people looking for power, there's corruption. Yeah. So if you're looking for truth, I think you're going to find some. And so for me, I've just, I found it to be a very gentle way of reading energy. And when I do readings, I don't tell people like, Maddie, Matt is cheating on you. Yeah, But if there was something that I saw that was like, hey, there's something in your relationship where like you could reach a new layer of honesty. Like it might be time to unlock that new level of vulnerability. Like you could open up more. They could open up more to you. Are you being fully honest with yourself? Yeah, That kind of a thing. That's what you can read. And at the end of the day, if there is something going on and you're looking for like, where can I be more honest with myself? If you're being cheated on, there's probably some intuitive little part of you that knows. Definitely. Also, I've never seen anything like that in your I'm palm. I'm like
0: <laughs> thinking back to I'm my so, palm. ready? No, uh, no, 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 no.
1: But it is, it is true. And that, and
0: just knowing that, and this is how I feel about astrology, about, about all this stuff that we're talking about. Everything I read about my, my chart, it's not, well, no, let me rephrase that. It's not that everything I read on my birth chart I connect with, Mm -hmm. but the things that I do connect with, it's been helpful to put them into words. Like when hyper-religious people are like, "Oh, I don't believe in astrology," I'm like, "But it was created by somebody." Oh yeah, and it's so organized, (laughs) it's so consistent and organized, Mm -hmm. and there's all this math and there's all these systems and
1: patterns that I'm like, "There's no way that that means nothing." Oh seriously, and I feel like the the greatest gift that things like astrology and human design, which human design is like astrology but a little different. Yes. It still goes off your birth time and like the planets and stuff. Yeah. The greatest gift that it's given me is just this concept of like, maybe the best version of all of us is not the same person. Yeah. Maybe the best version of all of us is not somebody who's super efficient and works all the time and always shows up to every party and is always super selfless. And, you know, like always sleeps eight hours a night. Maybe the best version of one person is them going on an 34-hour bender where they're not sleeping and they're doing one thing and yeah. then they crash for three days yeah. <laughs> and they've made something amazing and beautiful. And then their partner and everyone else around them is, you know, waking up at the super regular intervals. And, yeah you know, like with uh, human design, one of the biggest things is there are some energy types that are meant to be very consistent and finish what they start, and there are some that they're not meant to finish every single do thing you know, they minus? start. Yeah, you're not supposed to finish every single thing you start. Nice. Yeah. So, so with things like, it's really interesting to watch how this has evolved because with things like the Dum Dum Club, like you start it and you're like, this is going to be a segment every week, and then it's not, and yeah. nobody's mad. Nobody <laughs> <And>
0: you, cares. <laughs> that's so funny because you probably know, like knowing my my human design, you're probably like, yeah, Maddie's not going to do that.
1: Well, or like last October,
0: I had this whole list of everything I was going to do every day, all these October. <laughs> Me, Lucy was like,
1: you're not going to do that. Like, you're so right. I am absolutely not going to do that. And like, what if we just embraced that and like, we, like embrace it within ourselves? Like mm-hmm. when I, when I schedule things, cause I'm also like, I get stuff started, but it's really hard for me to finish stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the podcast that I had, I was like, let's get this started. And then my co-host took it farther for like a year and a half after I stopped doing yeah. it. And I was like, I'm good at getting stuff started. I don't want to be here to finish it. Yeah. And if, if I can accept that about myself, I didn't set good like expectations of that back before I had this awareness of myself. Yeah. But now it's like, hey, I'll start this. and But I'm not like, don't, you know, I'm not, I'm just going to tell you straight up like, I feel like I can do this for like a few months or like a year, but like, don't expect me to do this every single week. And some people get it and some people don't. And there are sometimes when you have to push yourself to like, okay, my baby needs me. Like I have to finish getting her ready for bed before I put her to bed. Like, you know, there are some things that you
0: have to do. That's how I feel like being in a contract with dear media. I'm like, okay, this is, I am committed (laughs) to this. I am committed to this, but I have external forces that are like, Hey, you got to get this done. I'm like, okay, I can, I can do that. I actually I am not a great self-starter. Yeah. Like that's what I like having somebody who's kind of like, Hey, like I always tell people like, I'm like, I'm like, remind me if I didn't email back, remind me if I didn't text you back, you can text me again. Like I like being reminded of those things because I'm not super self-motivated. And just what you're saying, dude, it's like personal revelation. It's Uh like, it's, it's discerning it for yourself. Uh And like, that's how I feel when I read my birth chart, I'm like, and also, I, I mean, I hate to be a broken record about spirituality, but it really is just take what feels good and leave the rest. Yes. And that goes for, I want everybody to feel empowered to do that, whether it's in or outside of a religion. Yes, you know? like, absolutely. It's just, it's, it's what I learned very early on that it's like, this can mean something different to you and your best, your best you is going to be different than your husband's best him. Right? And what a great thing that we're not all reaching for like the optimum
1: human being. And mm-hmm. we're all the exact same. Well, yeah. And like the the best version of you is not going to be somebody who does the dumb, dumb club every week because you said you were going to do it one time. Yeah. And then it's going to be miserable for me. And then I'm going to
0: not be the best version of myself because I force myself into a box. Also,
1: do you feel like there are dumb things to like, are you going to run out of dumb, dumb club eventually? No, people will be dumb forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stupidity lasts forever. My,
1: okay. My dumb, dumb club. Yeah. Tell me. I was on a date with this guy that I was in love with. Okay. And I tried to say the word succumb, but I actually thought the word was "skabum," And I was like 17 years old and he was like, oh, that's so funny. Like, imagine if it was the word skabum And I was like, no, I really thought it was the word scabum. You're like, yeah, imagine that. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, what if you were that stupid? That would be super embarrassing for you. No, I,
0: I actually, st- did you watch Stranger Things? No, it's oh. too scary. That's okay. That's totally fine. But I had, I like literally, there was like a major plot point that I missed, like that I missed not subtly either. It basically explained the entire <laughs> second half of the of season four. Amazing. Didn't catch right it. over the head. And I was like, man, I don't get how that's happening. And he's like, well, no, that's that's this. And I was like, huh? Imagine, imagine if I. But I don't see. Are you good at predicting twists in movies? No, I no. I have never once seen it coming. Really? <laughs> I didn't even see the twist in Frozen. In Fro- that Hans was evil. Oh yeah. Did you see sideburns? Nope. Actually, I mean, they yes, did pretty, they did a pretty good job. Like, I think I, like my job was on the floor. I was like, hey, Kristoff Chris, was just a good friend. I like, they got me so good.
1: <laughs> like, like, but every time there's a twist in a movie, they get me so good. No, it's two head, Two redheads can never end up together. It's too Weasley-ish. <laughs> it does not work. Every time I've seen two redheads get together, I'm giving them the side eye. The <laughs> is only- that, Is that what happens in Frozen. Yeah, well, Anna, have, Anna has red oh, yeah, hair They has, has red hair. <laughs> they, I'm like, they would never. Disney knows. That's great logic. I did predict the twist in, not a twist, but like the ending of Thor, Love and Thunder, which was an amazing. Are you? I see, wait, is that the new one? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet. Do you like Marvel? I like Thor. Oh, wait, you've clowned people for liking Marvel. No, I. But not my
0: demographic, so I'm safe. But I'm not, I'm not as much of a, Mar- I mainly, I'm just like, I just want different movies in theaters. I yeah. just like want to go see something else. Oh, you know. Nothing better than a movie in a theater. Yeah, I know. Have you seen all
1: this yet? No, I'm scared it's going to make me like Austin Butler. It will. I'm a sworn blonde man hater. He's not even blonde in it, so it's fine. Okay, I can pretend. No, I, I can disassociate. I have, been, I have
0: been absolutely crucifying <laughs> Austin Butler lately. I'm like, who's this dumb idiot with his dumb fake Elvis accent? He's so stupid. And then I was Weeping. The end of Elvis. I was like, I love it. Does it show him dying of constipation? It doesn't. It just, it, unfortunately. Also, did you see that TikTok? I had never, I swear on my life, I hadn't ever laughed harder at this TikTok that said, when I was little, my, my sisters convinced me that, (laughs) that Elvis died on our toilet. I'm completely convinced. Anyway, well, okay. So what we did last time in our last recording, take one. We got yeah. all of these would you rathers. Yes. Do we want to do them again?
1: Let let's do we can do them like faster now.
0: Well, I don't even care. We can oh. I can go all all day. But my solo one, I got to an hour and 15, I almost said 115 minutes, wow. which is not, it took me a long time to realize there were not a hundred minutes in an hour.
1: Oh, I think I'm realizing that right that now. That was really like, I would, put, I still think that the numbers start over at 60 sometimes. I'll tell you
0: why, because I thought on my microwave, I would do one zero zero and it would be a minute. And I would think I typed
1: hundred. So a hundred <laughs> seconds in it. Like that makes sense to me. I learned how to operate a microwave. We didn't have a microwave growing up because my mom thought the radiation was going to be bad. And I learned yeah. how to operate our microwave literally last week. I didn't know you could set a specific time. I thought you had to press 30 seconds and like just wait for the right time. Thank you. I'm really happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, Okay. I do have some would
0: you rathers, but we can make them a little bit faster. No, I don't care if we go fast. And I also, I'm just going to introduce this because so you are, I mean, you are... Without a doubt, the best follow on Instagram. Thank you. I think, that's I, kind agree. Of, I think that's kind of like a universally accepted fact. Wait,
1: why don't I have more followers? What am I not seeing? They're just not ready. Thank you. <laughs> that's how
0: I feel too. <laughs> that was they're the just correct answer. They're not ready for the, right. the, the, the influx of joy yeah. that they're going to feel. Yeah. Like, you know how when a boy doesn't like you and you're like, he just loves me too much. He's yeah, scared he's of Yeah, he's scared of
1: his feelings. Yes, I have they're, that many Yeah, times. You're scared of following on Instagram.
0: It's fine. Yes, you're. they're scared of falling in love with you. They're not ready yeah. for
1: it. I mean, it's okay. But you
0: do these hyper-specific like, would you rathers, but also like just hypothetical situations of like, yes. what would you do if you were in this situation? Yes. And they make you think about yourself in ways you maybe never would. And so last episode we did, we did a bunch of these, but I was like, need more spirituality from
1: Ash. Yeah. So we got that, but I do want to do these. Okay. Perfect. Okay. The first one that I want to know yes, is, okay. So you at the ripe age of 22, okay. trying, trying to do the good work. You married a rich older man and you weren't in love. But, you know, he was a priesthood holder and you yeah. thought it was going to you thought it was what you needed to do. OK, so you're in a marriage. How old is he? He's like he's like 40 when you're 22. Like a okay. little sus. OK, anyway, OK, a little. That seems extremely. <laughs> OK, I don't want to offend anyone. OK, what's what's the line? Well, I've heard
0: the rule of thumb is half your age plus seven.
1: I'm not gonna do math, but that sounds correct. So, like, if you're 40,
0: you can date a 27 year old. Oh, delicious. Okay, that makes that 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 feels right. Or like, if you're
1: 60, you can date a 37 year old. Okay, that's that's. Oh, I have a thing I need to tell you about that after we stop recording. Okay, okay. (laughs) I'm dating a 60 year old. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: We are adding a 60 year old to our marriage.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So. You, you're in this marriage of convenience and you've grown like a sense of companionship, but you both know it's not love or anything. Okay. okay. So then you, being the free spirit that you are, yeah. you go on a month-long European vacation. First day there, you meet Matt, who's also on a European vacation. Okay. And it's like instant connection. Do you have the affair? Do you call your spouse and tell them that it's over and then have your month-long single? Do you just develop a friendship with Matt And then, you know, see what happens. Or do you do nothing and you just stay away from Matt because he's tempting you to sin?
0: I mean, if I if I were being totally realistic about it, it, like I know that I wouldn't. I wish I had a funner answer, but I don't think I would do anything.
1: You don't think you do like not even try to become friends with him? No,
0: I think that I would. I think that my I, I I have a strangely strong moral compass in like certain aspects. Libra moon. Is it is it having to do with like marriage and partnership? Yeah. Like I would feel like that to me, I mean, I don't really believe in like the concept of sin anymore. Yeah. Like not, I shouldn't say like, because I do think people can, but I think that purposely hurting people is like the ultimate sin.
1: But what you if know? you felt like your, your rich older husband was like, you know, he could trade you in for a younger model now. Like he'd be fine. I mean, I mean, maybe like I would, I would
0: approach the conversation of like, okay, we clearly don't have like this connection. Is that something that you would want to do? Like if we had agreed upon it together, but if I'm in a marriage with somebody, I would want to, I would want to, honor that I decided I was going to marry that person and be faithful to them until we had a conversation of like, so I guess maybe talking to the partner. Okay. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't say I wouldn't do anything. If like I met somebody and I was like, I, I am feeling like this major, like I have to go spend time with them. I would go to my, my husband first. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Dipsy. Are you feeling a little anxious and overwhelmed? I have never felt anxious or overwhelmed. Just kidding. That's a joke. I feel like that's usually my current state. Always. These feelings can make it hard to shift gears and get in the mood. But with Dipsy, you can focus on just what makes you feel good. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed for women, by women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. Find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent. I never had a coworker with a British accent, but I would have thought about him a lot had I had one. Or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. In the hot yoga room sounds better than anything. <laughs> new content is released every week. So, in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. But also, Dipsy has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories. So whatever you're into, Dipsy has it. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of The Bad Broadcast, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com bad. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A Stories dot com slash bad. That's dipsystories.com slash bad.
1: I did you know I had a reading once where some guy asked me if his mom was his lover in a past life? Was and she? he wanted no. Did
0: you listen to what we
1: said? Unfortunately. <laughs> That one story that I li- okay. permanently ingrained in my I, memory. Shout out
0: to JC and Chelsea. If you're listening to this, I, I, we talked about this at our girls night the other night and I have not recovered. I
1: feel like we talk about them all the time. I, know. Our girls. I am obsessed. I wish
0: they lived here. I if know you're listening.
1: Please come to Utah. Utah's State splendid forever. this
0: time of year. Oh my gosh. Actually, this is the hottest time. Maybe no, I hate like two months, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. but, but the end of their part, they did juicy confessions and they said, was it their, their it was the like the, bride? Yes. A bride. A bride walked in on her fiance that she was about to marry nine minutes away. She walked in and her fiance was suckling on his mother's teat.
1: And the dad was watching. I mean, he defended it. He's like, this is just what he does when he's anxious. They said, this is just a comfort tactic. Oh, that's, I mean, that's when like, I I know. Okay. What do you do? What do you do in that situation? No, no, Deal breaker, deal breaker. Oh, it's a deal. I would say because that just speaks to levels of no self awareness and no boundaries, and also like some deeply rooted mommy issues. Oh, I can't, I can't. Like on a level, I would. I Alex is my soulmate, and I think, I think I would switch him to twin flame status and get divorced. (laughs) He's getting demoted. He's getting demoted. Well, I would, I would definitely call off the wedding. Oh yeah, I, I
0: couldn't go through. I couldn't even lit. Like that would be. I mean, I would maybe even like run away. Yeah, I would. I would ask somebody to Chris Jenner. That me, would be traumatizing. Say, put, put me in a car and don't ever let anyone find me ever this again. This was
1: this was one of the would you rather's. Okay, so yeah. it's you're at your wedding mm-hmm. and you suddenly know, like, just in your soul, that you are not supposed to marry the person that you are about to marry in a few minutes. Do you go through with the wedding? Do you take your future spouse aside, talk to them, say, "I know that this isn't right. What do you want to do?" Or do you leave? Leave them at the altar. Mm. I would pull them aside. I would pull them
0: aside and I would say, I, I can't do this. And we like, we either have to figure this out later or you, you, it's okay if you want to not be with me anymore, but like, mm-hmm. I can't like, yeah, I feel like that's what I, that's what I would say. If you, if me doing this means that you can't be with me, then I accept that. I would like to work this out, but we can't get married.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then follow up. Yeah. Follow up question. You're at your best friend's wedding. You're your bridesmaid. Okay. You're in the wedding party okay. and you suddenly receive not one hundred percent, like irrefutable evidence, but pretty yeah. good evidence that their soon-to-be spouse has just, has cheated on your best friend. What do you do? It's do you not one hundred percent. It's not one hundred percent, but it's pretty good. I would go to him. You would go
0: to. him? I would go to him, and I would say, "Listen, I know. Okay, and you know, I know. Now, okay, and you either need to tell her before, or I'm going to tell her before because it's not fair.
1: Okay. Would you want? Would you want to be told if it was your wedding? Yes. Would you? Okay. Yes. Uh, the, before the wedding, or would yes. you just? Okay.
0: No, I would want if somebody. If somebody had 99 or 90 plus percent proof or or whatever that it happened, I would want to be told. Before. OK, OK. Kind yeah. Of divorce is hard. Oh, it's like so much effort. Oh, my God. Like you know that they're not like that. They're not going to be together. Save your friend the money and the trip to City Hall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I would. I just think I mean, I had a I think I answered that in this last episode. Somebody had a, a Judge Maddie or a Murphy's Law. I forget to, that I rebranded it because you told me. Hell to, yeah. Where they said my friend's mad at me because her boy, she was cheating on her boyfriend and her boyfriend came to me and said, is something going on? And I said, you just need to talk to her. And my friend was mad at me. And I was like, that's what I would do.
1: Excuse me. Yeah. She was like, you told on me. And she was like, no, I didn't. I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like I've had to learn how to be a good friend the hard way because mm-hmm. I was raised to be like, friends don't matter. Only family and God. Yeah. <laughs> so I have had to learn how to be a friend the hard way, but I still struggle with like, when is it like, when do you weigh in on somebody's like life decision? Like, when do you not, when are you not just like for the girls? Yeah. Well, I always think like, I just think marriage also changes things. Like yeah. I think
0: like, especially people who have been married for a long time, like I would never, I would like. Boundaries become a lot firmer Mm -hmm. with marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. with boyfriends. I'm like, yeah, tell her your boy, tell her him or boyfriend's cheating on when you make like a a legal and binding commitment to somebody's life. And you've been together for years, unless it was extreme. Like if I found out that Alex was doing something
1: horrific, Mm -hmm. I would uh, like, if anybody finds out Alex is cheating on me, you let me know. Yeah. You just, (laughs) I'm ready for my victim era. Just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. He would never I'm ready for
0: my (laughs) divorce. era. No, but, yeah, I just think that the boundaries change, but with boyfriends yeah. or fiancés, or even pre-wedding, that you is gotta it, tell that's them. really
1: smart because then it is legal, and yeah. like kids change things too. Oh, okay, kids, that's not that's a whole new level that yeah. I did not even yeah not touch with the to Yeah, okay, new new. Would you rather tell like me, tell me, tell switch me. shift change? Okay, shift change shift change. What wellness slash spiritual slash new age slash religious practice do you think is a total scam? Like like a legitimate mal mal intent scam. I would say
0: malintent is yeah. rough because I don't genuinely think, I mean, I know that there's people who take all aspects of spirituality and use them against people, but one that I just like cannot get behind. Let's think palm reading. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be palm reading. It's gotta be people who are professional palm <laughs> readers. Suckers. No, I, I think that there's, there's, I think that every single aspect can be taken with malintent. So true. There's not really one thing. I mean, there's things that I kind of, you know, like I know people have like the, the ring and it spins and they, and they drop it. And if it hooks on or like, you know, yeah, those things people yeah. do. And I'm like, yeah, I don't connect with that, but I think that they're just finding their thing. You know, yeah. I don't think that they're being malicious with it, but people take like energy work and like psychic readings and they take them and they just like F with people, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. Is there one that you just don't believe in?
1: Okay. I, I've been, a, I've been around the block with this kind of a thing. Yeah. I've, I've known a lot of people and, Ooh, I think think jumping into, this is why I like being a reader, not a healer. Uh I think there's a lot of people who, and maybe it's not malintent. There's a lot of people who fit into that like wounded healer category where they, instead of like their stuff isn't healed. But, and so instead of like figuring out how to heal themselves, they're going to jump into the healer position and be like, I can teach you how to love yourself. But like, meanwhile, they're like Deep in the throes of being like, I hate myself so much. And it, yeah. it like, it scratches an itch. So I don't know if that's malintent though. I think sometimes it has been. I've seen some yeah. effed up shit. If you could choose to live in a utopia where most trials were eliminated, like health and safety were insured, crime eliminated, you're paired up with your scientifically chosen soulmate, perfect career chosen for you. Okay, so but like you didn't have the Black Mirror episode. You didn't have any freedom. Would you go live in that utopia? But there is no chance the government will become corrupt. It's just. Would you trade your legitimate freedom for a nearly perfect life? Yeah. You would? hmm Fair. Mm-hmm. I always I feel yeah. like, I feel like people are like, like freedom for freedom's sake, and it's like, but if my if, if, if the government is taken care of. If the government looks at me and they're like, oh, she's lazy, like we're gonna give her a job and, that's like two hours a week, I I would take that. And define freedom. Right. You like know, the freedom like, to just like the freedom
0: to live and not worry about my health care. Yes. The freedom to you know, know that my, my, my husband is exactly perfectly designed for me. Yes. That, you know,
1: that feels like freedom (laughs) to me. It feels pretty nice. You know what? Yeah. Did you ever read the the Uh, ugly series? No. Oh, it's the, the like premise is like at 16, everyone in society gets this surgery that makes them like gorgeous, like perfect, but they secretly implant a chip in your brain to make you like stupid and docile. And the whole book is about yeah, the but girl. So, that's how I'm living my life. Right I know. Now. I'm like, <laughs> sign me up for hot a double dose. Like, can I be double hot, double docile, like double stupid? And it's like the government's way of controlling people. And I'm like, yeah.
0: what is the downside? Yeah, I guess I, that that's kind of what I got to hung up on is that I'm like, what am I wanting to be free to do? What I want to be able to do is go to the doctor and not have to pay that sounds awesome <laughs> like that sounds like f- real freedom yeah to do me. you ever
1: think about how you maybe just want to live in europe i was like we should have gardens instead of lawns and public transportation and slow and ever, living it's like, it's like europe. i want to live in denmark is yeah it's happening yeah i i really
0: the the european countries that i visited like we've we've been to denmark and and i'm like this i really like how this is rolling over yeah. here i like how people and they're like the happiest country in the world and i yeah. just I'm I I really am grateful to live in America I like it here yeah. I, I've, there's a lot of freedoms that we have here I don't want to be like oh I like I like two years ago, I'd be like, I hate America. And yeah. time, I'm like, no, we have a lot of like really amazing privileges here that people are not allotted in other countries. Yeah. But I do like kind of the systems of like of Denmark and like, yeah. you know, free health care. Yes. But yeah, people are like, you have to pay all your taxes. I'm like, I have to pay all those anyway. Yeah. Seriously. I it's like, I'm already and I'm already paying
1: it to my health insurance. Uh, so. Once you're self-employed and you're actually like looking at that money that you're like paying yes. out and you're like. Oh. Well, and we do everything private. Like I'm, I don't get health insurance. Matt
0: doesn't either. So I'm like, we pay private health insurance. Yeah. And I'm like, so if I was paying that much more in taxes, it wouldn't, I wouldn't feel it yeah. because I'd be getting health care. Seriously. It would all even out. I just wouldn't have to deal with
1: it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Okay. 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 I asked this one last time, yes, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember. Okay. You're going to have one of two experiences tonight. Kay. You are either going to wake up and there's going to be a demon in your room and you know that they want to hurt you, but then your spouse wakes up and they They go away okay. or you wake up and there's a serial killer at your window looking in the window and you know that they want to hurt you, but they see you wake up. They get spooked and they run away. Which one? I do. Either of them come back. No, neither one of them comes back. Neither one hurts you, but you know that they want Mm, to. I
0: think I think and I answered this last time. I think the same way. I think I choose demon. I think a demon (sighs) is much less scary to me than an actual person.
1: I feel like I feel like I would know like a serial killer. I know that they could, you know, yeah, unalive me. But that's, I mean, there are worse things that could happen, but guess, like pretty much they're like, you know, but like a demon, it's like, what are they, are they going to possess me? And yeah, then go like, Demons, I can more easily get to
0: a place of like, I imagined it. Yeah. You know, like with a serial killer, I'm like, that is a real person walking around who could yeah. hurt somebody else. A demon. Ooh, I'm like, that's that was, true. A, that was maybe a figment. Of yeah. My figment. Or a dream. Or a dream. Or like, it was some, like, it was some drug induced something. An actual physical serial killer is much scarier to me. Do you feel like true crime is pun intended dying?
1: Oh yeah. I feel yes. like people are
0: not into true. I'm not into true crime anymore. No,
1: it it got too real. Uh, it got too real. Like it. And I get the fascination with it. And it was like back when it was like looking at like the most infamous serial killers, like Ted bunny. And it just felt not true to life. It happened a long time ago. Yes. And then you hear about one that was like last year, two hours away from you. Yeah, And then you see their sister on TikTok being like, we didn't approve of
0: this. And I'm yeah. like,
1: Oh, my gosh. It became much more humanized, I think. So the thing that was like the tipping point for me with true crime was one of my really good friends dated a woman who was married previously married to a man convicted of killing his first wife. Yes, I remember this. You so, this, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of hard to follow. But this, this girl I knew, she was married. Her ex was like a, a killer and he was convicted for it. And- Like I, we watched the documentaries, like everything. We saw her witness testimony of like how he was abusive behind closed doors and knowing her as a person and knowing her stories and like just watching everything go down and looking at the evidence because this guy was basically convicted on character assassination, but there was evidence like the fingerprints in the house didn't match up and the footprints in the house didn't match up to his. So it just made it more real that it was like, there was a woman that died Yeah. Her killer may or may not have been brought to justice. Um, An innocent man may or may not have spent time in prison. This woman I know may or may not have falsified testimony. Like it was crazy. And it's very real. It completely
0: obliterated my ability to enjoy it. I actually like I kind of think it's like all around kind of a dying industry. Yes. And I just have not. I I used to absolutely devour every true crime. Like it was like my thing. I thought it was like a major personality point for me. And now I'm like, I go to even listen to like like morbid, the podcast will do episodes on just like old folk tales, like yeah. haunted roads in Ireland, and I'm like, Meh,
1: yeah, no. like I don't feel like being scared. it's yeah, the I don't. Of don't July. I would love to not add that into my life. Yeah, yeah. How okay. about people? How about the trend of people not posting their babies? I'm living for it. I love that none of us are posting our babies I on love the internet. It. I'm here for it. I'm obsessed.
0: I mean, I I would maybe be bothered if I didn't know the babies in real life, though. Yeah, you
1: would you would be because all the baby
0: like like you're good at that about about keeping Mars off and same with Lucy and and Betty and I'm like. Yeah. If, but I would I always want to see people's babies. So yeah, I, I'm glad I get on, to see on the them. private story on the private yeah. story. Yes. OK, well, we'll end on this one. Okay. We'll end on this. one.
1: Would you give up all food and only eat scientifically generated flavorless paste that was guaranteed to keep you in peak physical condition your entire life? No. <laughs> no, no, thought. I would do that in a heartbeat. No, Ash, I would do it in a millisecond. Ash,
0: think about the joy we had the other night with a charcuterie board <laughs> and a and and a lemon tart.
1: I have thought, I have dreamt about that brownie. And then
0: you ate a freshly grown snap pea from the garden. Oh, that's so true. And then, have you tried your eggs yet from the garden? Oh or
1: yeah, we the- made them immediately. They were. Incredible! It was
0: like, yeah. So imagine never again in your life. You will never eat at a nice restaurant. You will never go grab a late night snack. You will never have a treat with a movie. You will never be able to go get ice cream with, but your kids. you would feel so physically good. Yeah. But if that you can feel pretty good on, other that's stuff. a great point. Like, like I don't, why do I need to be in peak physical condition that I'm, I'm doing point. nothing with it?
1: That's a great point. When I'm like rushing also, through, I am in peak physical I, condition. Like so. I actually feel better than I ever have. Yeah. Well, I'll, full filled with. I'm, yeah, boys. I'm manifesting. I just bless my food every night to nourish and strengthen my body. And that's all you need. Yeah, I've never been sick, never been sick
0: and in peak physical condition. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wonder what I would even use it for that peak physical yeah, condition just that's feeling so true. Good because
1: I feel good now. Well, also, like that has that's such a good point. Like you're going to feel good, but like you don't get to enjoy one of the main categories of life that's like designed to make you feel good. Yes. And like I did you ever watch Don't Look Up? No. With a, yeah, people are. And I'm like on the fence about it. It's kind of a whatever movie, but I just don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah. evil. We're going to find out that he like eats kids or something. Hot I guarantee take. it. Hot take. Yeah. You know,
0: people think that he is responsible for River Phoenix's death. Joaquin's brother. What? Yeah, people. That's a conspiracy theory. I don't. I. I'm not saying that it's true or not. But wow. they were like both up and coming actors. They were kind of in the same like ro- like getting the Had same roles. Tanya
1: Harding and take out the competition. Literally, wow, literally.
0: But what I was gonna say about peak physical condition. What were we talking about? But, oh, just the end of that movie is basically like the only thing that matters is like having dinner with people you love. That's what I'm saying, and that's my religion.
1: If I'm if I'm rushing through making dinner, I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, what's the point? What's yeah. the point of life if you're gonna rush through making dinner to yes. go.
0: Work. When we got our kitchen table, it literally increased my my like spiritual well being by about one hundred and fifty percent. Is Mars awake? Can she I is, and her? she wants the boobies. <gasps> she wants the boobies. Yes. Can I see her while she boobies? Yeah.
1: You saw the other night. I I have become such a pro titty whipper. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. It's always. just
0: like we, like I actually think it's kind of messed up that we've sexualized them.
1: Oh yeah. And I I do feel like I've actually never had a bad experience like breastfeeding in public. I've never felt like anybody was looking at me weird. I've never yeah. had anybody say anything. So. I'm I'm doing my part though. You are doing your part. Soon everyone will be able to whip their titties I'm out for screen. no reason. Well, thank you for recording with me twice. Hell yeah! This one was this one more fun. was this one was juicy
0: and full, and I'm so happy. And I will either force you to come back or force you to start your own podcast. Always.
1: I love you more Soulmates than mates forever. Soulmates forever. Matt, love you. Step bye. aside. Love you. Bye. <laughs>